0: What's up guys? Welcome to episode 13 of the Imperfect Path Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about getting back on the path after you've made a wrong turn somewhere. As always, I'm your host, Aaron Myers, and welcome to the Imperfect Path. What's up, guys? I have been away for a while. I think the last episode I did was sometime in April. I'm sorry to leave you six people that listened to this show hanging. <laughs> it was actually my dad and my brother who reached out to me to ask when the next podcast was coming around and If I'm being honest, I kind of wrote it off. I was it's eat why once you step away okay, I'll just do it next week. I'll just do it next week. That kind of mindset that kick in the can down the road, we all know where it ends. It ends with you never getting back to it. And now here I am, you know, over a month, probably a month and a half since recording the last episode, trying to get back in the groove of doing this thing. And podcasting is hard. It's hard to come up with content to talk about, especially when you're doing things solo. It would be incredibly helpful if I had a, you know, someone else sitting across from me helping me out with this, but you know, until I can make a situation like that happen. It's just going to be me. And I went through the notes that I had for the podcast that I was going to do for episode 13. And I had written them down sometime in April. So I kind of moved on from it. I was going to talk about the importance of truth and speaking the truth and living your life in truth. And maybe I'll do that in a different episode. But I've been more thinking about the idea of what to do when you realize you're off the path when you've made a wrong turn somewhere and you are wanting to get back on track and there's plenty of podcasts out there that will talk about this in the context of meeting your goals and whether that be your fitness goals your business goals or you know career goals your goals with your family all that sort of thing and that is not going to be what I want to discuss today as a matter of fact uh this podcast is gonna be taking a little bit of a turn as far as the content and the context in which I discuss some of the ideas that I like to talk about because I started realizing all of these ideas that I'm talking about on this podcast are grounded in my Christian biblical worldview. And I'm gonna be explicit about that from now on and speak about these um uh, these ideas within that context. If you guys can hear my kids in the background, that's because my podcasting PC setup is in our living room. That's the only place to have for it, so <laughs> bear with me until I have relocated to somewhere else, which probably won't be anytime soon. <laughs> but I am a It's kind of interesting. I would consider I grew up in the church, but I would consider myself a pretty new Christian. I don't think that I was really fully on board until you know recently ish that I really understood what the faith was all about and it was actually two guys from my jiu jitsu academy that kind of brought me back into getting in the word every day and truly seeking god and a relationship with christ and that sort of thing um so if they ever listen to this podcast i want to give a big shout out to Cody Rose and Robert Bartholomew Thank you guys for inviting me to your respective churches and being willing to have these conversations um about what it means to be a a good Christian man. And you know what? Kyle Bishop as well, who has probably been with me since the start of my my walk and rediscovering the faith. I'm sure there's I mean I could go keep going about people that were good influences on me and and led me back and answered questions for me and kind of mentored me. Y'all were good witnesses. But all this to say, I am like a three-stripe white belt Christian and a hobbyist theologian, if I could even call myself that. I'd do my best. But anyway, enough about that. Rediscovering the path. So re-finding the path is something that is a struggle sometimes. I know for me that when I have been in periods where either I was full of pride or resentment or anger, frustration, or participating in behavior I knew were not glorifying to God, you know, excess drinking, smoking, just behaving in a way that wasn't being a good setting, a good example. I was not being a good role model for the people around me. Sometimes it was hard to break out of that behavior or that mindset. And there's for me there's a couple reasons for that. And one of those reasons is that I would downplay just how significant the behavior was. Oh, I'm only going to get drunk tonight. I won't get drunk. At least for another few months. <laughs> or I felt that the feeling whatever I was feeling, the resentment or frustration, anger, oh that was because of something that this person did, which ultimately comes from a place of I think pride. For instance, I remember, you know, and this was kind of a realization I had earlier this week. Something had occurred and I kind of snapped at my daughter a little bit. Then she walked away. And then I said, hey, come back over here. And I apologized. But in between the moment that that happened and the apology was this moment of me realizing that I almost didn't want to apologize because I felt like, well, I've already said it. So, I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not going to take it back. Er, Wrong dum dum. The moment, the earliest moment that you can realize, oh my gosh, I've stepped off the path, and that you can get back on it either by righting your wrongs or no longer participating again in a certain type of behavior or way of thinking, the better, obviously. And what I suppose I mean by that is a sincere, sense, and desire for repentance. And what that looks like is you identifying that sin, turning away from it, and turning to Christ. Seems so simple when you write it down in your notes and you say it on a podcast, but in practice, it is extremely difficult. I have found, at least in certain cases, you know, sometimes I would find myself Right, You're stepping off the path. Stepping off the path, rather. And you start to try to convince yourself that you're not lost. (laughs) Like, oh, maybe I should ask for some direction on this. But then you're worried if you go look for the direction that you're going to get an answer that's going to tell you what you kind of already had a feeling um, was the case. And that you were totally off kilter and participating in something that you should most certainly not be participating in it. And I think one of those things that's easy to point to, and I say this as someone who has had my own experiences and have had a number of people reaching out to me telling me that they have a problem with pornography addiction. And they continue to say they wish that they could break themselves of it, and Oftentimes, the people that come and talk to me about this aren't even religious. They could care less what the Bible has to say about it, but they recognize it as something that is detrimental to, you know, for lack of better terms, it's detrimental to their soul, to their heart, to their life, to their mindset, to all these things, but they still can't seem to give it up. They can't find themselves. You can't find the strength to turn away from that behavior. I mean, and it can be said about a lot of different addictions. And I know that there's this discussion of, well, it's, not a, it's a psychological addiction. It's not a physical addiction. I kind of, I don't know. I don't really think about addiction in those terms so much anymore because it's clear that you can become addicted to anything. And in Alcoholics Anonymous, there is a... You know, the Alcoholics Anonymous, the book that they read from in meetings, they talk about this idea that in order to break their addiction to alcohol, you have to go through a spiritual transformation, like a profound spiritual change of heart. And to me, that is repentance. It's this soul-changing realization of just how significant your misstep is and you're turning towards a higher power which they also talk about in you know these in AA alcoholics anonymous or Al-Anon which is for you know friends and family of alcoholics and addicts so even in this more or less secular group there is a recognition that you need to accept the fact that you are in need of repenting and you need to have a higher power to rely on, so there you have identified the the issue at hand and seek repentance and then a- another aspect of getting back on the path that has been that has been a struggle for me is taking this sin and laying it down at the feet of God and Asking for forgiveness, repentance. And instead of that being where it ends, I continue to dwell on the guilt of that sin as if somehow by feeling miserable and tearing myself to shreds internally, I'm somehow being purified by that rather than. God's forgiveness. And when I was a kid there were times where you know I would I was really I was pretty close with my mom so she was typically the person I would come to if I was feeling guilty about something um and I remember her saying and I actually I just looked this verse up but she would say you know the Bible says that when we come to God with our transgressions, he separates them from us as far as, as far as the east is from the west. And so I looked up that verse, and it actually comes from Psalms 103, 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And if I'm being honest, when my mom used to say that to me, it kind of used to piss me off. Because I felt like, yeah, that's what the Bible says, but I don't deserve it. Look at this thing I did. And the funny part is, is that I was totally right. I don't deserve it. I don't, I'm undeserving of the grace of God. And you would hear that from time to time, saying, we, you know, Nobody deserves God's grace. Nobody deserves God's forgiveness. But he chooses to forgive you anyway. And the weird... Oh man, it's so... It's such a profound idea that the only way you can understand how incredible grace is is when you receive it Completely undeservingly, you receive mercy completely undeservingly, and I've seen people run into this as well. I know I've run into it where you have gone so far down a path down a dark path that you f- you feel like you're beyond redemption, and it's relative to a certain extent because we all know that there are right you know. You're not you're probably not John Wayne Gacy. But you probably have or currently do things that you have a hard time forgiving yourself for or for even showing yourself grace. I think that's one of the reasons why I feel myself get so emotional when I see someone have an encounter with Jesus that brings them to tears. Like it's almost like they Finally get it they want they needed forgiveness they felt like they needed a redeemer and they found what they were looking for in Christ and it just pulls the rug out from under them and makes them crumble and they're able to start anew, right which is you know especially as human beings we want to hold people accountable, which I mean you should people should be held accountable for their actions for sure but that doesn't mean doesn't mean that even the worst of us can't find redemption and turn over a new leaf and truly start living as a new creation the moment that they realize they've been off the path and need to get back on it even john wayne gacy whose greatest sin as we all know was choosing to dress up like a clown And personally, I thumbed through scripture looking to reassure myself that clowns were beyond redemption. However, I found that even clowns can be redeemed, (laughs) to my dismay. And I only had a few notes here, and most of them I didn't get to because I got stuck on this idea of repentance, because I think ultimately that is the first step in getting your way packed back to the proper path. And I'm reading through a book right now that was recommended by a friend of mine called the orthodox way and you know no surprise it is from a orthodox christian perspective but in the first pages of the book it talks about the earliest um like definitions of christianity like it it meant the way. And I really do believe that living a biblical life is the way, is the path. But we are imperfect, fallen creatures. So, the path, is, there's going to be a lot of times where we step off the path and then you get back on. You go back off and you get back on. And you go off pretty damn far and you get back on. And no matter how many times that happens, the important part is getting back on. You're going to mess up a lot. Just find your way back on. Now I'm going to read a quick section out of Romans 7. and It's going to be Romans 7, 14 to 25, and it was read at church today, but I feel like it kind of fits with what I'm talking about now, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. And Roman, Romans seven fourteen through 25, Struggling with Sin. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is? In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Isn't that such a relatable passage? constantly wanting to do what is right and always falling short. You're always falling short of the glory of God. And scripture is chock full with passages like that where there's all this talk about being a slave to sin and slave to the flesh and falling into the trap of the enemy. And Jesus, God, for giving us giving us grace every single time. Thanks for listening to me, guys. Hopefully that wasn't too much of a downer. It's really not meant to be. It was meant to be a hopeful discussion. I know I find a sense of hope in it. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. I think next week I'm going to start discussing Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis because it was a transformative book when I read it and I just revisited it and I think it would be a good thing to go through kind of chapter by chapter. It has some incredibly profound ideas in it and I think it'll be a good discussion to have on the podcast. Anyway, hope this message finds you well and don't forget... Do the work and stay on the path.